Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. to a special Christmas edition of the Fantasy Players Association Radio. FPA Radio debuts here tonight on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. And tonight we have a special FPA debut show uh, brought to you by the good folks at Blog Talk Radio and the Fantasy Sports Channel. Uh, We're going to go ahead and bring in our guest for the evening, Michael Trent uh, from – Good old Brandenburg, Kentucky. Mike, how are you, man? You've got uh, the number one spot in the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. So, congratulations, man. You're kind of earning your stripes this year. Hey, well, thanks a lot, Scott. And uh, thanks for everybody uh, for joining the uh, inaugural uh, FBA uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio Show. Uh, hey, thanks thanks again, man. You know, it's been a lot of fun this year. Uh, we've, uh, you know, we've we fought hard, and uh, we've got to a spot to where we have a uh, we have a a chance to uh, get to where we need to be, and that is a uh, a seat to to an FFPC event, and that's uh, what what we want. Uh, and you know, when we want the money, <laughs> don't get me wrong, we want the money. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Scott, tomorrow is going to be more exciting than uh, than I've ever realized. Well, <clears throat> rightfully so, Mike. You've uh, you stepped up to the world of uh, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, ran by the good uh, folks, Farrell Elliott. Uh, he's got a, a pretty big competition that's growing here, kind of in the Midwest. We're here in Indianapolis, Indiana, home of the Super Bowl this year. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of growing as a Midwest event, not really just the Kentucky State Championship. I think what we're seeing there is the advent of the Midwest championship going on so it's kind of kind of nice to see Farrell developing that contest and uh they've it's been kind of a a flawless year for them I know um it's a little difficult to to find the the scoring uh for the championship round and kind of to follow the leaders that's kind of a kind of a big deal when you're in a championship round you kind of like to follow the leaders talk about that Mike how have you been able to do that or, or or is there a problem doing that yeah you know what it's been a little difficult uh in the uh, initial email he sent out to everybody that was uh, involved in it, it said you need to look to the right of it because it's all on uh, uh, all, all on the site uh, RTS. So uh, you know you have to go to the far right and said playoff, and so it was a little difficult to uh, follow uh, because I'll be honest with you, I didn't think we were in the mix after you know going into the playoffs, and then next thing I know. We're in ninth and then first, but I knew after we were in ninth that we were, you know, in pretty good shape. But to answer your question, uh, it has been hard to follow because 
they don't update it. Uh, you can't filter it from top to bottom. You have to look and find out who's better than you are and this and that. So you have to go to the, uh, the far right where it says playoffs. So it is kind of difficult to follow. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. If you have a who do I start question, we'll be happy to take those on the air. We also have the chat room here at FPA Radio. Uh, we've got some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football already checking in. Coyote Streakers, Rampo, Henry Muto, Sports Betting Man Lance is here at the, the show. The Prognosticator checking in from uh, from Parts Undisclosed and Wayne Ellis. Man, there's some really good players here. Uh, some household names in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Welcome to the FPA debut radio show. It's a little different for us. Obviously, Mike and I do the red versus blue radio show. Kind of a different feel for us. We are usually a little wheeling and dealing, high-flying and profiling for that show and talking about Kentucky and Louisville. But this is a little more more serious tone for us. We're looking at championships to be made. It's week 16. You've got Christmas around the corner. So it is a – uh, Christmas theme. We are going to keep it light for the holidays for you guys. I've got wrapping paper here on the desk. I've been wrapping Simon and Nelson's presents all night, trying to get those done. Aaron's not a big rapper. I, I, you know, I, I guess I get stuck with the uh, with the wrapping. But we've uh, we've got a lot going on, Mike. Don't we? We've got uh, the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship, is getting ready to crown their champion, two hundred thousand uh, dollars. We want to take a look real quick at uh, their competition and find out who is in the lead right now. TNT, Tim Dino, and Tim Ballou, uh friends of the program. They were on in the off season. They host their TNT radio show on Blog Talk Radio. You definitely want to check out that show. And uh, let me run this team by you, uh, Mike. Tell me what you think. Uh, this is what got Tim to the promised land last week. He took a commanding lead uh, in the championship round last week, and he, he's got – you know, a 45-point uh, lead going in. And he also had Arian Foster playing last night, 26 points. He starts off with Matt Stafford at quarterback. Ryan Matthews has a, uh, a, a tremendous RB2 right now. His wide receivers are really coming into form, starting off with Hakeem Nix, has a tough matchup with Revis. Marquez Colston has been on fire. Miles Austin is finally back and healthy. Steve Johnson against Denver doesn't stop with this team. And then Rob Gronkowski, a tight end. We kind of had a feeling, Mike, that the teams that were going to win it would have Rob Gronkowski in it, and that team has everything you could ask for. Yeah, it sounds like it, Scott. I mean, that's pretty tough. Uh, And that's the one thing that I'm going to be rooting against uh, come tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be rooting against uh, Gronkowski, uh, Brady. (laughs) Brady's going to get his, but – I just hope that uh, they go back to last week and uh, find Hernandez. You know, they, I mean, that would fit me perfect because uh, the teams that I'm going against in the uh, Kentucky League, you know, I don't want uh, Gronk to get anything, nothing at all. So uh, he does, I mean, he's got a seriously good team, but if, if Hernandez fits in well uh, this week against Miami, then uh, Hernandez might be the guy. That's what I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> Well, Mike, we are we're going to talk to you uh, about your Kentucky team here as well. Let's go ahead and pull that up. I'm trying to find the link to Team Kwood here, but go ahead and run your team down because we uh, we're going to get some help from the chat room. Do you have any talk about this team? What it was like on draft day in Kentucky when you drafted it, and then what's been going on this season? Uh, has it just been a late season kind of push here? 
and what do you have going on this week? Give us the complete rundown. Okay, uh, no problem. Uh, draft day, you know, honestly, Scott, it was pretty simple. Uh, we we went into it uh, knowing who we wanted on our first pick, and we were going to bid a lot of money to get that player on our first pick. Um, then the uh, the bid money came along, and it was pretty high, so we, we went ahead and stand pat. We drafted in slot six uh, for $20, and we got Ray Rice in the spot six, which, uh, I mean, we just couldn't believe. I mean, Andre Johnson, uh, Chris Johnson, uh, even though he was going through the holdout situation, there was a lot of – a lot of players have went, uh, so we were able to go ahead and get uh, Ray Rice, uh, MJD for the second pick. We had Peyton Hillis third, and uh, so then we thought we had to get a wide receiver, obviously. But uh, the gold mine was uh, getting uh, Marshawn Lynch in round eight at running back, and, and you know, yeah, I mean that 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 was so sweet, and not to mention uh, Drew Brees in round six. So uh, we were able to fit that around and uh, build up a pretty good team. But you know, after the after the draft, I mean, we had a we had a solid team. But after the draft, I mean, we we would win one, lose one. Scott, we finished six and five in the regular season. I mean, it, you know, I was I was thinking, where did we lose out on this? What did we do wrong? And uh, we made a couple of a uh, lot of decisions. You know that maybe we shouldn't have made uh, that were wrong, but uh, at the end of the day, we were continuing to score points. And I, I, I kept telling Rachel, "I'm so, I'm going, man, we're scoring points." So uh, toward the end of the year, uh, I'm like, "We might make the playoffs." And uh, I'm not talking Jim Moore playoffs, but uh, we did make the playoffs. And uh, from then on, uh, we just continue to move forward with the uh, uh, the core group of uh, Ray Rice, MJD. Um, Marshawn Lynch, Drew Brees, quarterback, and we've got we've got issues at uh, wide receiver. Uh, we're starting Brandon Lloyd this week, uh, and you know Steve Smith, and then we've got we've got an issue with uh, Mike Williams or uh, Doug Baldwin. All right, Mike. There's a couple things you hit on there. I want to touch on real quickly. Number one. Uh, the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship allows you to bid for your draft slot. I'm going to give that two thumbs up, Mike. I absolutely love popping into the draft. It gives it that big draft kind of feel. You don't know where you're going to draft from until you sit at the table and you find out how much teams are willing to bid for their draft slot. Uh, love it, love it, love it. it, it it's, a, it's a player-friendly rule. Logistically speaking, if it can be done, it should be done. Secondly, Ray Rice at the number six pick. What in the world happened to those first five teams? Obviously, uh, man, what, LaShawn McCoy, Ray Rice, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Arian Foster, uh, who else was drafted up there? Uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Arian Foster, Chris Johnson went, uh, Andre Johnson went, and uh, Calvin maybe? I, I don't remember. I don't remember the other one. I, all I all I remember is sitting next to Rachel, going, "I can't believe this might happen." And the and the guy to our left, which is the the fifth slot, he took uh, he took Arian Foster, and I went, "We gotta push the button." Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, man. Well, look, uh, there's there's a, there's another thing that we're looking at here. We're looking at your roster. We've got it pulled up. We have it here. You're, you were number one going into this week. Uh, what's the top prize there? Ten grand? Is that what it is? Five. Five grand. So five you have grand and a uh, seat to the FFPC. Main a event. seat at the main event at the Fantasy Football Players Championship, which means you would have to go out to Vegas and draft that thing. You couldn't waste it going online. Let's take a look at this team a little deeper, Mike. I see Peyton Hillis on your bench. Uh, yep. Maurice Jones, let me run this team down. Drew Brees, Maurice Jones-Drew, Ray Rice, Peyton Hillis, Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Spiller. you got five back deep. Steve Smith, Brandon Lloyd, Mike Williams of Tampa, uh, Devon Bess, Robert Meacham, Doug Baldwin. Okay, wide receivers are a little thin, but they have carried to Heath Miller, Mercedes Lewis. Tight end is thin. Uh, but you've got the Seattle defense has been carrying you. Marshawn's been carrying you. Breeze has been solid. Rice has been solid. MJG, you can't, you know, those guys have been carrying you. The question here, though, Mike, I haven't heard you say this. You have C.J. Spiller on your bench for Marshawn right. Lynch. Now, I know it's very hard to start Marshawn Lynch after ten straight games of being, you know, having a touchdown. I mean, that's incredible. But they're playing San Francisco, haven't allowed a rushing touchdown all year. Doesn't that concern you a little bit? Yeah, it does a little bit, and you know, I almost, uh, almost uh, plugged in Spiller, uh, you know, a couple nights ago, and uh, because of the way he played last week, uh, I mean, he was incredible. But on the on the flip side of it, uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch, correct me if I'm wrong, he scored he scored a touchdown last week with barely 40 yards rushing. Uh, So when they're around the goal line, I mean, I know the. They talk about giving it to other people, but I'm going to stick with uh, I'm going to stick with Marshawn. Yeah, to stick with your guns. Well, that's admirable, man. I don't I don't think I could do it. I have some people in the chat room that are telling you to start CJ. Wayne Ellis says CJ. Sports betting man says CJ. Uh, let's see who else here in the chat room. I just saw a couple uh, other ones here. Wanted to give you that feedback. I love uh, it. I, I want the feedback. Well, we'd like to see you cast this thing, man. That would be really, uh, really exciting for you uh, to to be able to take that on and uh, and, and bring that home, man. I, I tell you, you know, you've got you've got Wayne in the chat room saying Lynch is capped at nine to ten points. Uh, Alex Kaganowski of the FFPC. I can't imagine playing Lynch this week if you had CJ uh, again. Uh, okay. Streaker, CJ, please. Uh, they don't want to see you mess this up. But, again, if anybody's guess here, obviously you've done this. Uh, you you put your team in this spot. It, it is going to come down to a gut call. You know, I love watching the league. It's one of those uh, – it's that fantasy football comedy show on FX. And uh, they always talk about Ruxin. I remember this episode with Ruxin. He's going in there and he's like, what are we going to do? I, I got I to gotta, I'm, – I'm torn between – uh, I'm torn between Donald Brown and, and Steve Brest and what do I do. And he goes in there and the guy's like, you're using your head too much, man. You're, you got to go with your gut. You got to go with your gut, you know. And he commences to put him in a sleeper know, hole. I remember, uh, yeah. uh, I remember one thing, Scott, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I remember one thing I read uh, that uh, Robinetti, you know, he, he's like nine times out of ten, you go with your gut and you're going to be right. If you overanalyze, you're going to be wrong. But, uh you know, it does make sense. I mean, uh, let's face it, Lynch is going up against uh, the best run defense in the league. Uh, I'm just I'm wondering, uh, because Seattle's at home, and, you know, it could be a good thing, but Buffalo's at home as well. So 
I don't know. It's, it's food for thought, and that's something that i got to make a decision on real quick. But I appreciate all I appreciate right. all the input, no question. Well, Mike, we've had uh, we, we have had a, a, a tremendous time here this year with the Fantasy Players Association. I want to I want to jump back here a little bit before we bring on Michael Santos, one of our board members of the Fantasy Players Association. We had a tremendous time with ESPN this past week. Uh, ESPN came to our home. Yep. Uh, discussed with us the uh, events of the World Championship of Fantasy Football. T.J. Quinn from Outside the Lines was at our home, and uh, we discussed the entire situation. They were here for four hours, Mike, and the funny thing is that you get in there, they put a show together. It's a 15-minute segment. Uh, they use three three speaking clips from the interview as well as a shout-out at the end of the clip or at the end of the show when Bob Lay asked T.J. Quinn, what should fantasy players do TJ said Scott Atkins of the Fantasy Players Association are starting up an organization to provide transparency to the industry, uh, and I thought that was very valuable, uh, some valuable words of wisdom for TJ to, to shed light on the, the entire World Championship of Fantasy Football situation. Let's face it, people are a little gun-shy. They're a little scared, a little sketchy, especially those that aren't involved in the industry at all. Those that are an outside perspective and an arm's length, they hear that. They think Ponzi scheme. They think, you know, money's being taken away, uh, being, being stolen, and they just don't have a lot of trust to put that type of money up uh, with these contests. However, uh, being at the FPA, being president of the FPA, I can tell you I've never felt like the industry, uh, the high-stakes industry, has had a brighter outlook than it does right now. We've got the FFPC. We've got the good guys, the football guys with the FPC. We've got Greg and Tom at the NFFC with backed by stats. We've got a new contest coming into the fold headed by Ian Ritchie and Abel Cadillac, apparently. So we really have a great future ahead of us. And the KFFC, you know, here in the Midwest, uh, we've got a great future ahead of us uh, in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. I want, I want to bring on Mike Santos, uh, Coyote Streakers, one of, uh, one of the high-stakes veterans and board members of the FPA, Mike. You saw the show uh, about the World Championship. You were a player at the World Championship. Uh, what did you think, and, and, and how do you think uh, about the uh, the footage? Well, um, I thought they showed a fair uh, view of what happened. Um, you know, it, for the contests that are still out there, you know, I don't necessarily think it was a, a negative light um, on, say, the FFPC and the NFFC, but it uh, gave insight into what happened into the Wyckoff and, and uh you know, a little background on it. They didn't get into a lot of details, but um, it's really a sad situation where a lot of players, um, you know, have come and played and put a lot of money down and, and you know, lost it, and uh, they're probably not going to see it again. It's it's It really is a tragedy, um, you know, and it's where a lot of guys have come from. It's the original high-stakes league, and um, it's really sad to see, and I feel bad for the guys out there that are out money, especially the guys that are owed a lot of money, and there is some guys out there, as we've seen from the footage, um, I thought ESPN um, did a fair job. Um, they were fair with their footage. And, um, you know, obviously with a show that's only 15 minutes long, you can only get into so much about the details. Um, but, you know, overall it was it was a, a pretty good show, and I thought you did a good job with your piece. And, you know, I, I think the FPA has a bright future in the industry. Mike, you have, a, uh, you have several good teams. I want you to – Give a little insight to Mike Trent that we have here on the show tonight. Mike is number one player in the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. I just ran down the team. I really have a problem. He, he obviously has a, a starting decision here with his wide receivers. They've been a little weak. 
Steve Smith, Brandon Lloyd, and Mike Williams. Tampa are his wide receivers right now. His only other options are Meacham versus Atlanta, who could get by on a long one. Devon Bess at New England, great matchup. And Doug Baldwin, who we don't even know if he's going to play. So what do you think about those wide receivers? So we're looking at uh, Meacham, Baldwin, Devon Bess, and Mike Williams, and we've got to pick one of those. Got to pick one. I would. Yeah. I, I think it's an uh, easy top two and easy bottom two. I've got Mike Williams and Robert Meacham as my top two. Um, Mike Williams, I know he laid a egg last week, didn't get any targets, didn't catch the ball, but overall in the year he's been a little better than these other guys. Um, Carolina, you know, is a little soft on defense. They're probably going to be behind. Um, he could be a decent option this week. As far as Meacham, he's he's a boomer bust type guy. He's been terrible through the middle of the year. He's had a couple big weeks here and there. Lance Moore just came up on the injury report, uh, hamstring injury. If he's out, that could be uh, a nice bonus for Meacham going Monday night in a potential shootout game. Um, Atlanta can be had in the passing game. So I think Mike Williams and Meacham are the two options. I would not consider Baldwin against San Francisco. That's going to be a low-scoring field goal type game, in my opinion. Baldwin's a part-time player anyways. Devon Bess um, against New England. I know New England gives up a lot against the receivers, but Devon Bess, for whatever reason this year, has just disappeared. Um, Matt Moore does not look his way. Um, he's been very quiet all year. Um, so I, I could not consider Bess at this point. He's just shown us nothing up to this point. And if a guy's shown me nothing, I, I can't put him in the lineup, especially the biggest week of the year. So I'm going Mike Williams or, or Robert Meacham. And if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd probably go with Mike Williams, to be honest. Good deal. Thanks, Mike. No problem. Mike Santos from the West Coast, uh, Tular, California. Happy birthday tomorrow to you, my friend. Uh, would be a tremendous birthday present for you to uh, become the first ever uh, or the second ever FPC champion. And you have a team that I've seen up there near the top. Uh, talk about that team uh, and uh, what your chances look like, man. Yeah, right now, uh, you know, we're sitting third overall in the FPC overall standings. Um, we came into the week 14th overall with a real nice team, and um, we had a real good start from Arian Foster this week and our kicker, uh, Neil Rackers. I mean, you know, we're sitting there third right now. There's a lot of good teams around us. Um, not a lot of teams in that top ten had Foster. You know, I was sort of surprised by that. Um, so a lot's going to happen this weekend, but we're running uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Arian Foster, Reggie Bush, Wes Welker, Miles Austin, Mike Wallace, Aaron Hernandez, um, and kicker in the defense. We lost uh, Fred Davis, Felix Jones, and Java Best this year, um, so we had a few injuries. But overall, this team's been pretty solid. Um, we plugged in. Uh, we also plugged in Garcon, who got us 11 points. So. Um, Right now we're sitting third overall. I'd be very happy with a top ten finish, and, you know, hopefully some things go our way and maybe we can have a top five finish. You know, I know this thing's a big crapshoot when it comes down to the end with all these quality teams, but, you know, I like our team. It's scored well all year, and um, we're very happy to be in, in that position right now as the third overall FPC team. We're listening to Mike Santos, uh, board member of the Fantasy Players Association and high-stakes uh, veteran here. You also are involved in a couple of other big leagues that I'd like to give everybody an update on. The Big Payback League is very exciting to watch. Uh, hosted by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the Big Payback League 
has a $5,000 entry fee for those that are interested. Talk about this uh, last, what is it, a two-week shootout? Uh, four teams are in it. It's a two-week uh, shootout. Um, yeah, there is, uh, I would consider the best the best owners in these leagues. Um, uh, top to bottom, there was great owners throughout. you got guys like Jack uh, Hahn, Chad Schroeder, Glenn Schroeder, um, you got Hawk and Roll in there, Ian Ritchie. Um, the four playoff teams that are remaining right now are myself, uh, along with my partner, Kurt Kikas, um, Jack Hahn, uh, Chad Schroeder, and Glenn Schroeder. And um, we started last week as the first week of this playoff format. Um, right now, the standings, uh, we have 161 points and some change. Um, the second place team is Glenn with 146 and some change. Uh, Chad has 146 and some change, and Jack has 144. So we're all very close within 16, 17 points of each other. So in my opinion, in a one-week race, which is coming down to week 16, any one of these teams can pull it off. Um, There's some very quality teams that are remaining out of these four. And uh, it's just exciting to be, you know, in the playoffs and have a chance to cash in this big league. Um, You know, I consider a lot of these guys the best players and. uh, you know, I'm just uh, very happy to be in this spot right now to have the opportunity to cash in this big league. Yeah, that, that's awesome, Mike. I mean, you should you should feel good about it, man. I mean, that uh, you know, that's a, some of the best of the best right there. And uh, so, uh, you know, you know, I'm excited at a lower level, and uh, you you should be excited at that level as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I am. Right now, we're um, our lineup looks like this this week. We've got. Uh, Cam Newton at quarterback, LaShawn McCoy, Reggie Bush, Brandon Marshall, Jordy Nelson, Percy Harvin, uh, Julio Jones, and Ed Dixon at tight end. We, uh, we've we been weak at tight end all year, but we've had very good uh, luck with Cam Newton leading our quarterbacks, and uh, running back-wise, McCoy's been awesome, and Bush, who we went out on a limb in uh, in this league, and we took him early fourth round. Actually, it would have been late fourth round, um, and we also took him in the third round of our varsity league. We were we were sort of bullish on Bush coming into this year. We thought he might get a feature role and be featured this year, and you know it's starting to come come to fruition these last half year. So he's really got he's really played like he's had something to prove. He's running the ball well. He's scoring touchdowns. So he's really been a key for our team. But uh, overall, you know this team has got some explosive players from running back and receiver spot. Our tight ends weak. But um, we've been able to overcome that weakness thus far. So we like our team, but we also like the other teams going against us. And you know, we're we'll be happy with uh, with anything that happens. You know, because these are all good teams, right. good owners. But you know, it's going to be exciting. Well, I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick, Mike, because uh, uh, McCoy, uh, Sean McCoy, he he run wild on Dallas last time around for. I think it was over 180 yards, something like that, two touchdowns. And uh, everybody that I'm fighting against uh, in the uh, Kentucky League, it seems like they have McCoy. So I, I want to wish you luck, but I kind of don't at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but, no uh, much. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You have Reggie Bush, uh, four 100-yard games, three straight in Miami, and only one for New Orleans in his five years playing at the Saints. So you got to wonder what finally clicked for that guy. And you, you mentioned Jack Hahn, too, in that big payback league. And i got to tell you, Jack had earned a buy in that league with the $5,000 prize. And in week 10, he had 46 
of the possible 52 victory points. He killed it during the regular season. Then he got killed with injuries. Listen to this, guys. Fred Jackson, Matt Forte, DeMarco Murray, Andre Johnson, and Fred Davis. Now, you talk about injuries. Uh, I mean, that is just absolutely incredible. And without those guys, his lineup is still Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch, Daniel Thomas, Lance Moore, uh, Steve Johnson, Kevin Walter, Titus Young, and Jimmy Graham. That team, with all those players, is absolutely incredible. I mean, it's still a good team. It's a decent team still in 144 after losing Fred Jackson, Forte, DeMarco Murray, Andre Johnson, and Fred Davis. I mean, that was some excellent draft. I don't think we've ever seen a team that that good, really. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, Jack did. He dominated the league for the regular season. His team was unbelievable. I think he – I don't remember the exact point total, but he was at least 200 points ahead of the next closest guy on scoring for the year. Um, yeah, he was killed with injuries when he lost Forte and Fred Jackson. A little funner, funny story about that draft is during the break, uh, I was talking to Jack, and he had took Fred Jackson. And I personally wasn't high on Fred Jackson going into the year. I just didn't see this big year coming. And we were talking, and he goes, yeah, I think my least favorite pick's Fred Jackson. I go, yeah, I would agree with that. You know, a few weeks later, we were talking, and we were laughing about how good Fred Jackson was and how it was really the key to, you know, his team being so good. He had he had him and a lot of other good players, obviously. But, yeah, Jack got decimated by injuries. But, you know, he's still got some good players out there with Rodgers, Lynch, Jimmy Graham. You know, he's still got a very good chance to, to, to do some damage. The team that I actually like probably the best, in this in this league right now going forward is a uh, Glenn and he's running Drew Brees, Michael Bush, uh, Mendenhall, Fitzgerald, Welker, Colston, uh, Demary, uh, Demarius Thomas, and Brent Selleck. For this week, I like that lineup a lot. I think that's I think he's got some great matchups and with Brees and Colston playing so hot and guys like Welker and Fitzgerald. I mean, I think that's a really tough team to beat this week. Absolutely incredible, man. And Mike, let's go switch back here. Give uh, before you go, give Mike some feedback on this C.J. Spiller versus Marshawn Lynch. Obviously, you have an emotional attachment to a guy who has carried you like a Marshawn Lynch has for a lot of us. Uh, but at push come to shove, at the end of the day, if if you had to put all your marbles on the line here and, and go for the gold. Go for huge upside, Marshawn Lynch or C.J. Spiller. Who scores more this week? I will tell you this. The offshore play is in, and it's on Seattle. Uh, so who do you like, Mike, Marshawn Lynch or C.J. Spiller? Mike, this is an easy choice for myself. I, it's not my team, so maybe that's why it's so easy. But i got to go yeah. Spiller, man. He's been hot. He's scoring points, rushing, receiving. Um, he's just getting a lot of touches. He doesn't really come off the field. Lynch has been hot, though. I mean, he scored 10 touchdowns in 10 – I mean, he's had a touchdown 10 straight games, so I know it's hard to bench him. I just look at that 49er defense giving up zero touchdowns on the year. Um, they've been very stout. Even without Willis, they're very good. And I know it's at home, and you're tempted to ride with the guy that got you here. But a guy like C.J. Spiller are the kind of players that win these championships at the end of the year. There's Every year there's a few players that come out of the woodwork and they carry teams, and – C.J. Spiller, to me, is a camp bitch at this point. He he touches the ball too much. Um, and, I mean, Marshawn Lynch doesn't play third down. He doesn't have the receiving uh, threat or ability C.J. Spiller does. Um, so, I mean, to me, it's an easy call. I go C.J. Spiller based on the matchup. 
But I understand your reasoning for Lynch, and I don't want to talk you out of it. you got to go with what's no. got you here if you believe in that, and, you, and that's what your gut says. But if it's my team, I'm riding Spiller. Okay. Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm fighting with it and against it and this and that. Uh, you know, it just it seems like that uh, Spiller uh, may only get uh, 15 to 20 uh, touches this week. Uh, you know, I mean, it says he may get 25 to 30 carries. 15, 20, I don't know. I, I'm just wrestling with it, uh, but I don't think uh, I don't think you can go wrong either way. But you know, like we talked in the beginning of the show, you don't want to leave points on the bench. So yeah, well, if there's a like a lot, lot of you guys are pretty sharper than I am. So Spiller might be the play. Hey, but I well, don't, don't 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 cut yourself short, man. You got yourself here. You got a nice team. So if there's a way you could get still in the lineup, I'd take a look at that. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Mike. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. You have a, a happy birthday tomorrow. Good luck with your team's number three team. You also got that varsity team too. Do you want to touch on that real quick? Uh, yeah, real quick. I mean, my varsity team's looking good this year. Um, hoping to repeat from last year. We're sitting in second place, about forty points out. We had. We'd, we'd had the lead all the way up to week 15, sort of had a down week, but we're still we still have a chance uh, for first or second there. We've got uh, we had Ben Roethlisberger as our quarterback, but he's he's gone, so we're gonna have to roll with Sanchez this week. We got Michael Bush, uh, Reggie Bush, uh, Rashard Mendenhall, Wes Welker, uh, Jordy Nelson, uh, Tony Gonzalez, and we're debating our flex. We're not we're not real sure what we're gonna do there. We had. Assumed we were going to go with Manningham, but late news is he's doubtful, so that threw a kink in things, um, and we missed out on the Reggie Wayne game. So uh, we're, we're going to be we're going to be trying to figure out that flex spot. But you know we've got a decent lineup for this week. We like some of our matchups. We'd really like to repeat as varsity champions this year, but it's going to be a tough battle to to climb down 40 points in one week. But we'll give it a try, and hopefully some good things happen for our teams this weekend. Well, we like what we see out of your uh, Coyote Miscreants team here that's uh, in contention. So it looks like you're going to catch a nice, healthy prize in the FPC, Mike. That thing pays very, very deep, and uh, you're off to a really good start there. So congratulations on all your success, man. Happy birthday, and Merry Christmas from the FPA, buddy. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, Mike. See you, Mike. That was Mike Santos, board member of the Fantasy Players Association, and, and I got to tell you, he's got uh, got several teams here that uh, are looking uh, like they're going to cash some money. Again, that FPC team, I want to jump over to that real quick. I'm pulling up the top three teams right now. <clears throat> the top three teams in the Fantasy or the Football Guys Player Championship. Again, it's a hundred twenty-five thousand dollar top prize. This sucker pays deep. I've got, I'm telling you. Joe Pike and Ryan Myers, JR Dogs, they're JR Dogs 3. This team here is the number one team overall. They had a great start uh, the other night with Arian Foster. And uh, I'm sorry, not Arian Foster, Reggie Wayne. Uh, what a tremendous value there to be able to get 24 points out of Reggie Wayne. The rest of this team, Cam Newton, Reggie Bush, Ray Rice, Steve Smith, Hakeem Nix, Julio Jones on Monday night for the gold for the 125K, Aaron Hernandez. Mason Crosby on Sunday night in the New England Patriots defense. I got to tell you, this team that's number one overall has a good chance of winning the whole thing. The only other team that really looks like he can contend is the number two team right behind him, Billsville Trojans, owned by a Ronald Eltonall. 
His team is led by Tom Brady, Michael Turner on Monday night, Marshawn Lynch, Michael Bush, Roddy White, Calvin Johnson, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, Steven Gostkowski of the Patriots, and the Seattle defense. So, again, you're going to be in a situation on Monday night where it's coming down to the Atlanta-New Orleans game. He's going to have Roddy White and Michael Turner trying to catch J.R. Dogs very likely, barring some kind of big push here by one of these other teams. Uh, I mean, again, there's a lot of teams here within striking distance. I can't say that. I mean, there's – you know, uh, George Holman's in uh, fourth with 555 points. I mean, if he, if he pops a 180 or, uh, uh, you know, any of these guys that pops a 180 or a 200, you, you're talking about the top, you know, 10 teams here have a chance to win. And uh, the only only other name here that, you know, you might recognize here in the top 10 is Michael Schulte, Protein Sox. Uh, his team, if you take a deeper look, he was in the league with Indy Hitters, uh, Tony Romo, Reggie Bush, MJD, Ahmad Bradshaw, Kevin Smith, he's going four, running back strong. Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown, hurt by the Roethlisberger news, obviously, and Aaron Hernandez. It's kind of nice to see these teams and their decisions because I'll tell you what, these guys got a lot on the line, and you can kind of take a look at what these guys are doing. But one common theme here, everybody I'm looking at has a New England Patriots, whether it be New, uh, New England's uh, Aaron Hernandez or a Rob Gronkowski. And this FPC thing is going to come down to the very end. So I'd like to bring on uh, our guest for the evening, Alex Kaganowski of the FPC and the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Alex, welcome to the debut of FPA Radio. Ah, this feels good, Scott. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. It's uh, I tell you what, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, we, we're excited about this championship going on tomorrow, man. What? It doesn't get any better than Christmas and football on the same day. I mean, it's 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 better than Thanksgiving. You've got an all day football, nonstop, all the games coming up Saturday, and uh, we got it kicked off on Thursday night with the Reggie Wayne performance. Might be his last game. I've heard rumors that he might be a New England Patriot next year. Uh, wow, where would his stock be next year if he's a New England Patriot? Yeah, you know, I tell you, I I love uh, this time of the year. Well, especially this last weekend. Ever since uh, we started the FFPC, I actually uh, watch this final week of of the championship round, and I have the overall leaderboard, and I just and I just watch the whole day, and I follow it along, and I don't really root for anyone, uh, but I just love to see the teams move up, and I see the drama, I kind of see who's left available, and who's kind of has a chance to move up, and you know who who's going to get uh, pushed back, and, and I you know. Again, just as a kind of like a neutral, I guess a neutral face here, but uh, I, I love watching it from a distance and uh, trying to figure out who I'm going to sign that big check to. Well, that's got to be exciting, Alex. You've got a, a lot going on with the FPC, uh, the FFPC as well. Let's start there. Ken knows the leader with 569 fantasy points. We talked about his team a little bit. Um he, he really stretched out to a big lead. Those 200-point weeks really make a difference. And he's sitting on a team that really has not a lot of flaws, except for maybe Hakeem Nicks playing against Revis this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hakeem Nicks uh, going up against Revis? Well, personally, you know, I think you and I talked about it. I feel that Revis is the perfect, uh, or Nicks, I should say, is really the perfect matchup for Nicks, for Revis. 
because uh, I just think they match up really well. Nix is is not uh, terribly fast. He's not terribly quick. He runs really runs really good routes. He he catches the ball really well with his hands, uh, and 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 kind of uh, uses his body to shield the defender. But I think that's where Revis comes in, and that's where Revis' strengths are, where he really plays up on the wide receiver. Um, you know, I think the way to beat Revis is is maybe with, with some quickness. Uh, maybe a guy like Welker would give him trouble, or maybe a big guy like Andre Johnson. But but Nix doesn't have either one of those skills, uh, or he, he's you know he doesn't have either one of those physicalities. I should say, and and um, I think Revis is really going to have um, a, a good day covering Knicks. And it doesn't mean that you know. I, listen, if if and that's another thing, Eli doesn't need to really feed the ball to uh, to Knicks, and and we've seen games where Eli goes away from him. But if he does force feed the ball, I mean, Knicks could come up with a big day. But I don't think a big day is more than fifteen, seventeen points. I think that's his upside. If he catches a touchdown somewhere, it is interesting. Alex, that uh, <laughs> Alex, let me jump in here real quick. Uh, I've got a decision to make. Uh, speaking of uh, Knicks, uh, Hockey Knicks or Mike Wallace? You know, I, I'm kind of been wrestling, wrestling with that. Uh, you know, Mike Wallace with uh, Charlie Batch throwing to him, and uh, Hockey Knicks going against uh, the uh, Reeves Allen. Uh, you know, I mean. Which one, Hakeem Knicks or Mike Wallace? Well, that's not even close. That you you play Knicks there all day long if Batch is your quarterback. Uh, that you know that's a whole different animal. Uh, you know Batch. You know, forget about that guy. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Got a roll. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. That was- it, is, it is interesting that I that I see Hakeem Knicks in his lineup over. A running back like Legarrette Blunt, obviously, you know, you have the Revis factor that kind of scares teams off, and, and rightfully so. I mean, it has been a nightmare uh, for for receivers, except for Steve Johnson. I mean, unless your name is Steve Johnson, you had a good day against Revis. But most of the time, even if you're throwing to Revis a couple of times a game, you're not seeing big games. You're not seeing, um, you know, big games that like a Legarrette Blunt is capable of <clears throat> against a team like Carolina, who. Really allows a lot on the ground. Do you do you agree with that decision, Alex? Yeah, I, I'm. Well, I'm not going to comment on on that team. Uh, frankly, I just you know I, I don't want to. I, I just don't want to comment on a team playing for 200k in my contest. But uh, uh, but obviously, Blunt. I will I, I will talk about Blunt uh, individually, and I think he he uh, clearly has a. I don't think you need me to tell uh, to tell you that he has a great matchup. Uh, whether uh, I would play one over the other, uh, I'm not sure. It's, it's close, and uh, I know what I would do, but I'm not going to say it. Well, there you go. You're uh, you you got the microphone. You got to take the politically correct answer. Uh, Alex, well, let's talk about the okay, let's talk about the FPA for a second. You saw the telecast, uh, or maybe you didn't. You saw maybe the the video clip uh, of the uh, outside the lines footage. You've been uh, heavily involved in. Uh, what the W World Championship of Fantasy Football uh, had done, and we were all experiencing it. Matter of fact, is one of the reasons why you created the FFPC. Talk about uh, what your whole thoughts are on ESPN getting involved, getting the FPA involved uh, for that segment. Well, uh, what can I say? I, I think 
that segment was good to expose, um, you know, obviously the criminal. In my opinion, uh, what's what really is uh, the criminality of it all? Uh, I, I that's how I see it. Um, I, I think because in the end, uh, when the attorney general gets through with that, those guys and um, who else? Uh, what else? Uh, you know, no one else knows what else is going to happen there in terms of criminal charges or whatnot. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously a terrible situation, but I, I think that that segment really didn't do much uh, to even scratch the surface, probably, of what needed to be told. Um, so to me, it was kind of like watching, like, well, okay, well, it's good that they got it. It's good that this thing is out there um, and, and maybe other eyes are on it and uh, and maybe that will help the players somehow uh, recover some money in the end. But quite frankly, uh, and also I was very impressed <laughs> and happy for you, Scott, with the FPA and the exposure that it got. But I, I didn't like the way that uh, that the whole situation was covered, frankly, uh, by ESPN. And that's that's the truth. Well, Alex, I think, uh, you know, I have to give you credit for the uh, the idea. You know, uh, it all starts with an idea sometimes, these things. And it was just a conversation years ago uh, when when things were, you know, looked like there was a need for it. And you said uh, we had that conversation about the FPA and what it what it could become. And and I and I I, I heard it then and, and I still think about it to this day. Sometimes I remember my answer. I was like, wow, that's. That's that's a really big uh, a big thing to uh, to even think about and to, and to create and and I guess the, the impetus really pushed me over the top when Anthafel came on my show and those guys came on and they did it to us again they burned us again and it just got me hot and fired up and I said all right you know what maybe maybe I've got enough maybe I've got enough fire to do this thing so uh, thanks to you uh, for for the idea in itself. All right, I appreciate that. You know, look. Ideas are a dime a dozen. I think anyone could could have an idea, and and then what makes that idea a good one is whether it could be executed or not. So uh, I gave you the idea. I think at the time it kind of ran parallel with the FFPC and what we were doing, and the reason why we created the FFPC. I mean, all these contests. You know, you think about it. uh, There's a reason why things happen. You know, um, when Wackoff, well, I call it Wackoff, uh, <laughs> when they That's were, uh, yeah, when 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 they were um, created uh, by Lenny back in 2002, um, there was, you know, there, there was a need for that. I mean, it, there was nothing like that in the world, and uh, and and he created that whole community. He created the entire industry basically in one fell swoop. Uh, when you know the FFPC came around, uh, there was a reason for that to, for for our league to come around. Uh, it, it was needed, and uh, the FPA was needed, uh, and so uh, you know that idea kind of it was almost instinctual for me to to suggest that to you. But uh, if you didn't take the bull by the horns, uh, you know it took you a little bit. Uh, but then when you did, you know you really realized how important this was. And I think what you're going now with it is uh, is really pretty incredible. I mean, think about it. Uh, th- it. This is the only, the one 
a, a one of a kind organization in the world and and you have the responsibility to head it so so it's pretty impressive Scott what you're doing and I, I you know I hopefully I think you have a a big future in this in this industry well the board members uh that the fantasy players association they've uh without them we wouldn't have the um the uh the manpower to be able to pull this off we've got uh, a lot of contests for to review everybody is on board to make these happen we uh, we have the website up the fantasyplayersassociation.com is launched and live it's a beta site so just uh, be patient with us as we work out the bugs and our developers get everything up and running but we will have uh full featured dispute resolution contest reviews player profiles the message board all that good stuff we do have a message board functioning up and running now uh, and we will be taking charter membership. We will limit it to 300 charter members to start, kind of like the movie 300. We feel like 300 is a good number to get behind. Uh, these charter members will be the backbone. Uh, it will never be offered again. The charter membership will be closed, and from there on it will just be membership uh, only uh, after that. So charter membership will be very special. Uh, the charter member badge will get to display on your FPA jerseys, on your message board, on the uh, your Facebook page, if you like, you'll have it everywhere, and it'll mean something. It'll be special. We're going to commemorate that with a special player card trading set for these 300 individuals. These 300 will be the backbone, beginning of the Fantasy Players Association. The idea, the concept, the fundamental <laughs> beginning of this organization, uh, which is an advocacy group for fantasy players everywhere. So, charter membership is going to be a big deal. We're going to launch it. We expect to sell out membership very quickly, and then we will close it. And then, you know, hey, if, if, if membership isn't your thing and you just like to support us, uh, you know, just come on board, support us, be a part of the message board of the community, and help us as we try to grow this. Uh, we don't know what it can be. We, we, we know what it can be. We don't know what it is yet, uh, but we know where we want to take it. And we want to take it to uh, be a, a transparent vehicle for everybody to know about the contest they enter before they spend their hard-earned dollars. Uh, we don't ever want to see something like the World Championship of Fantasy Football happen again. And if it does, we want to make sure that the ink was on the wall uh, right there for everybody to see. So, Alex, what you guys are doing uh, is tremendous. We're excited about Saturday, $200,000 on the line. If I'm going to win it, I'm going to have to have a pretty darn big lead going into the Sunday because I don't have anybody on Sunday or Monday. Uh, I do have a shot. I'm uh, like in 20th overall. And I've got a lot of guys that score a lot of points. Cam Newton and Ray Rice alone can give me, you know, 80 points. So I'm hoping for that kind of day out of those guys. And maybe uh, maybe you can write that check to me, man. Well, you know what? I don't want to talk about you right now, Scott. I, I want to congratulate Mike because what he's about to do is a heck of a lot more important than what you're doing. So <laughs> I, I want to congratulate I want to congratulate Mike. I want Thank him to you. go get that 5K, and I want him to go get that free entry into the FFBC next year. Because he needs to, like you said, Scott, he needs to come out to Vegas and experience it first time. So, so uh, good luck and congratulate and 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 uh, I'm rooting for you, Mike. Well, thank you so much, Alex. And uh, you know, I've, I've kind of been uh, playing low key about it, but uh, you know, I, I want to get there because Scott's been telling me for the last two, three years. He said, "Come on now, let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas." And uh, if you know, if I can get a if I can get the entry and uh, win it and go out there, then uh, basically I got no excuse. So Scott, I, I have I'm going on record right now. I have no excuse, Scott. No excuse, Alex. No excuse. 
I will be there. And uh, but I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, uh, if if you got a minute, uh, I, I believe we have a minute. Can you talk about the uh, playoff challenge as well? Ah, the playoff challenge. Thank you for mentioning it. Uh, I think everyone pretty much knows about it by now. We had 650 teams last year. Uh, it's the, your final chance to play some fantasy football uh, and win some real bucks. Uh, I think we have over $100,000 in guaranteed money uh, in the prize pool right now. So, I mean, we've never had anything like that. I think last year we guaranteed maybe a third of that, and the contest just blew up and grew uh, to 650 teams, and we expect at least that this year. But, uh, but Mike... You know, I, I want you to pull this out, and, and when you come out to Vegas, I, I promise you, I'll get you in the Thursday night party uh, for free, uh, and and you could and you <laughs> eat uh, you could eat all you want for free on me, well, and uh, you just have to pay for that beer yourself. All right? You know what? That sounds cool, but uh, I appreciate that, Alex. But the one thing that I was thinking about was the golf parties. They had a, a couple of them. Uh, of course, I keep up. Uh, on the uh, message board with FFPC and the uh, the the, uh, the golf thing, and that I might want to do the golf deal. <laughs> well, you if you do the golf deal, you have to uh, you'll have to pick a time uh, when to do it because uh, you'll probably be drafting at some point on Friday, and maybe even right. at some point on Saturday. So, uh, and well, you probably won't Figure be drafting Friday morning if I know you well uh, after the yeah. Thursday night game. So you won't be drafting Friday morning. You won't be playing any golf Friday morning, right? No, I don't think so. Hell no. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Hell right. no. Oh, sounds great. Thank, hey, thanks for the support, Alex. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Uh, Alex Kaganoff, you're the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Mike, i got to tell you, um, he didn't want to comment on um, TNT's team. C.J. Spiller is definitely the play for me over Marshawn Lynch, and then I have to I have to go ahead and say Mike Williams against against Carolina is probably the safe play there. Even though he sat on a goose egg, it's the law of averages. I doubt he has two goose eggs in a row. So go ahead and and I put Mike Williams in there. Those are my two opinions, and, I, and I'm really rooting for you, Mike. I hope you pull it off. I, I want to bring up a story real quick from the office of the FPA. I've just got this. It came across the facts. And it's from our good board member, Ty Parsons. Ty has a report coming out on the FPA website. Our, uh, they're at it again, Mike. The, uh, our friends at the American Fantasy Football League, the AFFL, oh. is, is under suit uh, from Stats, Inc. Stats, Inc. has a – I have a report here uh, that uh, they are being sued to the tune of $30,000. Apparently, this is due to – uh, not paying for their stat service. Uh, it's the only thing I can think of. So we're going to try to get a little bit more information. But Stats LLC is suing Chicago Fantasy Sports, uh, our good friends uh, from the AFFL. So the AFFL saga never ends. It's just yep. will it will never die. I can't stomp it into the ground enough. It lives on, Mike. Yeah, yeah, and you know what, Scott? The problem. I really have a problem with an AFFL thing because, you know, we get, we, we have a uh, radio show, Mike North, on Fox Sports, who he just continues to uh, uh, sponsor and pimp this guy, I guess you could say. And uh, I called in that one night, and, you know, and they cut me off real quick. 
so I real I have a real problem with the AFFL and what's going on with that. Well, uh, yeah, you're not the only one, Mike. We've uh, we all do. So it's um, it's uh, it's being filed in Cook County, Illinois. You can find that case information. Uh, Cook, Cook County, County sounds Court. like the, sounds like Jake and Elwood. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mike. Uh, listen, uh, uh, be serious for a second. Very proud of you, man. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people here for a couple of years that have haven't given you. You know, maybe the full props or respect that you, uh, you know, uh, in the fantasy circles because you're not out there in Vegas yet. But now here you are going to Kentucky, making things happen, and you're competing for big dollars. Real, real, real nice to see it. But I got to tell you, I'm still going to beat you in the uh, in the Legends League this week uh, on on Sunday, man. I, I, it's going to happen. It's still going to. I'm still going to get that W. You got a good team there okay. too, but uh, I'm still gonna, I'm still going to get you with my ragtag, man. Okay, so, so Skelton, Hello, Lynch, Colston, Hayward Bay, Calvin, Andre Roberts, Jason Witten, against Romo, LeGarrett, Ron Matthews, Ray Rice. We, we are we are, we are kind of having we are kind of having a red versus blue moment for us. We apologize. I, I am going to go ahead and play this clip back from last year. You think you're gonna you think you're gonna beat me? Yeah, I no, I know I will. <laughs> and that was from the playoff, uh, the playoff no. exit that you made last year, man. So uh, hey, good luck to you. You've got a lot riding on the line. I'm sure I'll be in contact with you all day on Saturday. And um, you let me know what you're gonna do about that Marshawn Lynch thing. I'm real interested. I have Lynch and Spiller in the FFPC. I'm thinking about benching Lynch for Crabtree, and I think I'm gonna do it. Scott, I want to uh, congratulate you on the uh, FPA and everything that's going on with it because it's 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 a great thing. It's a great thing for uh, everybody that is getting into mid stakes, high stakes fantasy football. They need this organization. So thank you very much. All right, Mike. Take care of yourself and uh, Merry Christmas, man. Hey, Merry Christmas. That was Michael Trent uh, of Red versus Blue Radio, the co-host. Uh, Blue, and we're always happy to have him on, uh, and, it's, and it's only fitting that he would come on and be on the debut uh, show for FPA Radio. We've got a lot planned on FPA Radio. We want to bring on the, uh, some of the best podcasters in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, bring them on, let them host a show, maybe even bring a, a full channel lineup. We, we're going we're gonna to think this through and, and really make a, uh, a go of FPA Radio to give you guys the, uh, the best that uh, these, these high players have to offer. So uh from all the uh all the friends here at the FPA office, we thank you for being a part. Thank you for supporting what the FPA does, what they will become, and uh it's all for the players. Um uh, that's what it, that's what this thing is all about. So uh you guys enjoy your week sixteen games. Enjoy your families. Uh make sure you uh you aren't glued to the set the entire time. You know you're not gonna change the score any whether they score or they don't uh, make sure you do pay a little bit of attention to the other people in the room. Try to serve, be a servant leader on Christmas, 
and uh, just enjoy your family. Health and happiness, everybody. And uh, we'll see you uh, next time on FPA Radio.